Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Girls to Women podcast. I am Renee. And I am Maria. Hello, darling. How you doing? Oh, I like that song. <laughs> I'm thinking like a, a, a Saturn, Saturn, uh, Saturn accent, you know? I'm sorry for all the Americans listening to us. I actually don't know what it is Saturn accent. <laughs> So we did have a very, very long conversation before yes. starting the podcast. Uh, a full conversation. I mean, I think so we've been talking things. for like three hours. Yes, we've been we've been talking about astrology, spirits, uh, spiritual awakening. We've mm-hmm. been talking about third abortion, eye, third meditation, eye, demons, abortion, kids adoption, with dis- uh, kids with disabilities, uh, feminism, feminism, movies. Racism. Racism. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we had a full-on conversation about a lot of stuff. And this is why we needed a podcast. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and I mean, like, we could have started recording a long time ago, but yeah. we had so many things to catch up on too. So we agreed that we are gonna set one day to just talk. Exactly. And then one day to just work. Because <laughs> I mean, we're friends too, and like we're humans, we need to talk about our but lives. But we're also the kind of friends that like live. Um, in their own bubble. Yes. And then when they get together, it's like, oh, so this is, this is, there this you is go. happened, you know? And you know, like, um, you, you were telling me before, I think because of like the whole situation that we're like in our house, mm-hmm. I needed to be by myself so much that I became antisocial. And I love that you called me out on it because I didn't used to be like this, but I used to give so much my energy to people. Yeah. And now I don't give shit. <laughs> and you have to, Pick the people you give your there energy you to. I need to give you some more. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I've also been like isolating myself. Yeah, but you know, the thing is that we isolate ourselves, but it's like always like, it's not, it's, it's not because we hold any grudge and we respect each no, other. Yeah. I mean, life happens all the time. And we are, we have two different kinds of jobs. Mm-hmm. I, plan my life by the minute yeah and so i if you haven't planned time with me i may not give you that time. yeah it's true it's <laughs> totally true so it's very hard for me life happens and i have other priorities and i'm thinking of other things and sometimes i have to like put a limit to myself and be like okay this is my time to relax yeah like i told you i book time to move to yeah and uh she's teaching me about that because, yo, guys, my life is a mess. But I think what you said the other day, like, I think that it happens a lot lately to people that we just don't feel like it, mm-hmm. that we're lazy, mm-hmm. but we just have to remember, like, summer's coming, yes. weather is coming, maybe we're going to still be in lockdown, but... Yeah, but guys... There's something this You're summer. Hopeful. Yo, Hot Girl Summer 2.0. I'm, yo, I'm gonna keep saying this every time someone says the word summer because we have to redo this. We have to redo this because summer 2020 was, it was not worth it. It was okay, but like. I just can't wait to travel again. I don't care if it's summer or not. No, Maria, I summer, Hot Girl age. Summer. Okay, but hot girl summer. Keep that in mind, okay? I'm hot girl all year long, baby. Oh my god. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Please. <laughs> Damn, I'm so late. I'm, guys, I'm but yeah, so yeah, sorry. Okay, summer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to your hot girl summer. <laughs> okay, fine. 
Yo, I bought so many stuff on Sheen. Like, I need to, I need to put them oh on. Oh my god, I saw that. Since Yo. it's been like two weeks that I keep getting ads for Shein, girl. And I'm not a shopping person. You know that. I know. I know, I know you. Man- you know I manage my money mm-hmm. the best I can. I don't buy stuff that I don't need. Yeah. I don't need clothes because I'm sure I'm not gonna go out or club. But I still want to buy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like. The thing with, with those industries is, is that it's fast fashion, you know? Yeah. So it's the thing, a lot of things that are not necessarily like... Trending? Not trending, but like, you know, the quality is a bit oh, lower, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's a lot of things. But you let me tell you that those things are bought. Oh my but God. But also, I work from home. And with yeah. the lockdown, I can't, like, I don't go out during the week. So you want me to be all dressed up in my own house to sit down? Girl, I told you we're going to do stuff. During my work hours? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't work during the summer. I mean, I don't mind if you you respect the fact that I'm going to be working. Like, we can do a whole road trip in Canada as long as I work my hours per day. Oh, my God. It's true. You know the thing? Because for those who doesn't know, I work in a school. Mm -hmm. And, you know... There's no school in the summer, so I'm like planning to like wear those things, but now I'm just saying it's shit. Yeah, I mean, I want to buy stuff, but I'm like, what am I gonna wear? Yeah. Like, I wear my mini shorts at home, but because it's hot. Wait, what? You wear your bathing suit at home? Mini shorts. Okay, because I'm like, girl, we're in April. (laughs) What what would you wear your bathing suit for? And in Canada, it's not really warm. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, no, no, no. No, no. It is getting warmer. Ooh, yes, warmer. There you go. So slowly, I'm going to start wearing, like, shorter pants. Yes. And then short shorts, and then bathing suits, and Mm -hmm. then maybe nothing. Yes. We don't know. I mean, my birthday is July 28th. Middle of the summer. Well, thank God she said it because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I knew it. I knew it. But, yo, can we uh, give a little update on your workout? Guys. Maria is starting to have that peach. <laughs> I just have to mention it because she was walking by with her leggings and, you know, I, obviously I had to check her out as a good friend that I am. I'm like, are you done, Maria? Okay, I can see that little, you know, the little yeah, peach. Yeah, I got a lot of comments on it. You know, personally. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It confirms your point. <laughs> but I'm not going to be the one to talk about my ass. <laughs> I wait for people to notice. Oh, God. Good, good, good. But I also have you. Oh, yes, please. Tell us. So, as you may know, I have a blog. She has a blog. Yes, since beginning of April, I launched it, finally. A travel blog. I've always wanted to do this. Always. And because, you know, that I binge watch movies and shows all the time. she does. I'm going to be sharing all of them and tell you if you should watch it or not. So, may or may not be spoilers. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. But obviously, I'm so excited. I'm very proud of you because you've been talking about it since this since we... Well, even when we met, you, <laughs> you, you spoke about it a little bit. Like it's always it was, been in the back of my mind. There you go. Always. But I just never got the courage. To, to do it, to the, go for it, and now you did it, and I finally did it, and I'm very proud. I'm very excited. So now I have Good one job, more right? thing to my list. So can you tell us uh, what's the name of your blog? To Super Maria. Oh, yes, it's the superhero in me. You know, it took so long to do it. Yeah, that I needed to get out that 
superhero that's drained from inside of me. But it's always been your username, right? Yeah. So it's like, the idea was there. The idea was there all the it time. It was there all the time. It's just I just like, didn't exploit it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we, we never like seen it, but now it's, uh, it's there. It's there. So guys, go visit. Leave oh, some yeah. comments. Tell me what you want to hear. What country you want me to go? Yes. I won't go because COVID. Sp- sponsor her. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stay at your hotel. <laughs> Let's collab. <laughs> well, you know what? You never know. You never know. Yo. We never, never know. know. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to do a vlog? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we dive in? Yes. Okay. Please. So, today, we're having a guest. Her name is Molly. Mm-hmm. And Molly is going to talk to us about her special story. Yeah. We wanted to do a story about adoption. Mm-hmm. And she is adopted. And she's also, also into spirituality. Yeah. So, we're also going to get some of that. Yeah, we had a, sure, sure, sure. we had to, we, we wanted to touch it a little bit, but we're definitely going to do an episode just about this with her. Yes. Especially after our three hour conversation. Bro. Right this podcast. <laughs> if we don't, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> so guys, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hi, Molly. How are you? Hi, Maria. I am so blessed and grateful to be here with you. How are you? Hi, Molly. Hi, <laughs> love. Um, so for our listeners, can you tell us who is Molly? So Molly is currently a 21-year young female entrepreneur who is, you know, beginning to really unleash her her power and harness her creativity and her story. Um, she was adopted when she was just two months old. She was actually saved. She was one of those miracle babies that had like a 50-50% chance of survival. Um, and, you know, life is a journey. Now I'm here and, you know, that's why I have such strong faith and like I'm so connected spiritually because I know that everything is always working out for us. And I know that miracles exist because I am one. Mm. And I feel like everybody is. <laughs> it's yes. a beautiful way of seeing things. Uh, what do you, you mentioned entrepreneur. What do you do? So right now I am an online wellness coach and I have a retail store. I also have a podcast channel. Um, we here now. Um, and I also uh, just started <laughs> experiencing, you know, expressing my voice and making music, which has always been my dream. So I've been tapping into that as well. Great. Nice. You have a lot of things going on. Huh? And yeah. Can, so can you tell us from where are you calling right now? Right now, I'm so blessed and grateful to be speaking and experiencing um, Medellin, Colombia. Yes. My first time in this part of the, the globe and it's so beautiful here. So I'm really grateful to be here and to be able to, you know, share my energy from this side of the world. Yeah. Uh, how is the situation there? The situation is great. Honestly, I'm just happy that I can travel okay. and I can, you know, work from anywhere and really invest in myself. You know, traveling and expanding your mind is like 
so, so important to me. So yeah. Great. So if you don't mind, can you tell us about the adoption part? How is it? The challenges you faced being adopted? How everything started? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, honestly, anybody can be a parent. Anybody can give birth to someone, but not everybody is fit to be, you know, a mother or a father. It's mm -hmm. one thing to give birth to someone and it's one thing to raise someone. Um, so I was very fortunate, very blessed. I was raised by the most loving, successful, creative, caring, compassionate parents ever. I was really brought into such an amazing family. Um, but it did come with challenges. And I mean, now that I'm sitting here saying this, like I didn't always speak about my family that way. For a long time, I had a lot of resentment mm -hmm. about being adopted. I had a lot of anger and it wasn't easy in the beginning. But now that, you know, I've matured and I've been able to, you know, get the help that I needed and give myself what I needed. Now I, I feel amazing, but I know that the journey could be quite difficult. Um, when I first found out I was adopted, I was about seven years young and I didn't really make a big deal out of it because my parents, you know, they just told me like, listen, we have to tell you this age because, um, you know, we don't want you to get older and like find your biological brother on a dating website and like, you know, mm. have, you know, <laughs> something like messed up happens. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they needed to tell me, which I'm very grateful they did. And I didn't think much of it. I actually went to school and I started telling everyone. Um, but people didn't really take it the right way. People kind of started bullying me for it a oh. lot. Oh, man. And um, so, yeah, <laughs> that was that was rough. You know, you can't really, you know, you have to know how to not let what other people think of you, like, really get to you. So that's one thing that was tough was the bullying. Um, I obviously didn't need to tell them that young, but I did. Um, after that, I, you know, I had a rough patch in school. It wasn't really my thing. I had a lot of experiences that didn't really, um, they weren't very pleasant, but they made me who I am. Yeah. Um, when you were, when you're saying people were bullying you, like, what would they say to you? Um, they would say things like, well, they would just ask a lot of questions. They were very curious. Some people mm -hmm. have, have never met anybody who's adopted. So mm -hmm. they weren't always coming from a mean place. Of course, there were certain bullies that were literally just tr trying to make themselves feel better by picking on me with whatever they knew about me. But a lot of people were just very curious and they would ask questions. And sometimes the way they would ask questions would kind of be a little rough for me. And like, I didn't even know the answers because I was so young. Yeah. So that was, that was a bit difficult, but they would just ask me, you know, like, why are you adopted? What does that mean? Like, how does that happen? And, you know, when there was certain um, confrontation, when I was, you know, when I had certain bullies, they would tell me like, you know, oh, that's why your mom didn't want you. Or that's why, um, you know, <laughs> things like that. That's just, they don't like know stupid comments yeah yeah just dumb stuff because they're they're ignorant and they don't know mm -hmm. about it and they don't know who I actually am or you know nobody knows <laughs> right 
Mm-hmm. And um, how was it when you were a teenager? Because you said like you felt like resentment for mm-hmm. like years. Was it more like in your teenage years? It was definitely through my teenage years. Yeah. Um, there was definitely like a void that I had to learn to accept and fill and mm-hmm. create my own closure around. Um, there was... There was actually, I had a huge breakthrough this past year, you know, during COVID, I think we've all had the chance to really sit down and know ourselves, you know, and Mm -hmm. and slow down and go within. And I started doing therapy with my mom who adopted me and she's my mom. She raised me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I had a huge breakthrough because I realized through my teenage years at some point, or maybe even before my teenage years, whenever I was told that I was adopted some point, maybe through the bullying or something, something made me think, and I formed this limiting belief that um, that made it difficult for me to trust that somebody actually loves me, that somebody actually wants me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually really had a wild breakthrough this past year in my whole like perception of love and of like, you know, intimacy and just yeah was shattered (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was really powerful but before that breakthrough I definitely definitely had a lot of resentment and anger I definitely you know I didn't know why it had to happen like that I didn't you know but I always knew in my heart that it was for the best you know I always had a lot of faith that you know, something somewhere is looking out for me and I'm extremely blessed compared to, you know, other people who are in similar situations. So you mentioned that your parents told you when you were seven years old, but you know, like at such a young age, you're just like, oh, okay. And then you go to school, you tell everyone you're adopted and everything, but it's when you get older that it gets into your head and then you start like um, making yourself, if I could say that way, making yourself ideas like, Uh, nobody wants me Mm -hmm. um like or my parents uh like do they really love me or like maybe questioning yourself about like your biological parents too right yeah definitely and a question I wanted to ask you so like you said your parents told you because like they didn't want to they didn't want you to match on a dating site with like your brother so that means you have do you have only one other sibling or do you have more siblings I have three siblings from my my family <laughs> that adopted me mm-hmm. they're all older I'm way younger I have like six years difference between um one of my sisters and then the other two siblings were 20 and 22 years apart <laughs> okay yeah and um, but I have biological siblings I have many biological siblings I have at least seven and I've okay. only met three of them okay well that's that's great and are you like in contact with them right now yeah, I'm con- I'm in contact with them. Um, that was another part of the journey, definitely growing up, was meeting them and seeing mm-hmm. how, you know, they grew up and how they were taken in and adopted by different families with different lifestyles. Because, you know, genetics is one thing, but your environment is another. Yeah. So you can have the same genes as someone, but if you're raised in a different environment, a different family, you're you have a completely different like you know the way you carry everything is different so for a long time I I questioned myself I was like well why did I get all of this and they 
you know, and that was really hard for me to like accept and feel deserving of, of, you know, what I've been blessed with. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. I definitely am so grateful though, that I have so much family, not just from my family that adopted me, but also biologically, I'm still learning and finding more relatives through, you know, DNA sites and stuff like that. Wow, that's cool. How did that conversation go with your parents? So they raised you. They obviously loved you so much. Is that mm-hmm. difficult for them that you want to not, yeah, that you want to know your biological family? Um. So, I mean, I can't speak for my parents, but it was definitely difficult for them to, um, you know, kind of nobody knows how to tell their child that they're yeah. nobody knows how to you know like there's no book deal with it there's no book there's no right or wrong way you know so I mean I can't speak for them but they definitely always told me like you know if you ever want to meet your mom or your dad you want to look for them like you know I'm okay with it you know just you can talk to me about it they were very supportive they were very open mm-hmm. with me and yeah, I'm very blessed that they, they even told me, first of all, yeah. and that they were so supportive. Do you, would you have changed anything to your journey? Would you have, would you, pref- would you have preferred if they told you when you were older or not told you? Um, no, I wouldn't change anything because I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Yes. <laughs> and everything is like, you know, synchronicity and, you know you know, I'm super spiritual. So of course, (laughs) you know, if if I'm looking at it through, um, through a societal programmed limited mind, then I would say, yeah, I wish they would have told me later. And I wish I wouldn't have told everybody and whatever, but Mm. you really, you claim your power when you claim your story. And when you're able to express who you are and what you've experienced, knowing, you know, your worth, knowing your power. How do you feel now that you own your story, that you are okay with it? Like, how do you change anything to how you tell your story now? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still settling into this, you know, new reality. I mean, we're always shifting and growing mm-hmm. and changing and evolving. Um. But I can tell you one thing for sure, the difference in my emotional health and my mental health, my physical health, you know, from before I was owning my story to now is Mm -hmm. literally enormous difference. Like, wow, the self-confidence and the, you know, self-worth that came when I actually accepted the fact that, okay, at some point in my life, there was like this, my mind kind of made a story around a story that doesn't even, Mm -hmm. it's not even necessary. And it's been creating all these different kinds of situations and making me feel all these kinds of ways that are not even real. And it's been fogging my perception of like, what is actually here for me? Once I was able to like, sit with myself and accept that, you know, I needed to change the way I was viewing things and the way that I was viewing my story, the way I was telling my story and feeling about it. Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed. 
What would you say today to anyone who is finding out or who is having a hard time because they are adopted? I would say that you're right where you're meant to be right now. Like, it, it, yes, it may be difficult, but whoever adopted you loves you a lot. It takes a very special person, a very special soul and heart to adopt someone, to bring someone else out and take them in as their own and treat them and care mm -hmm. for them as their own. Yeah, um, right. Even if you're not adopted, because I know that there's many foster children out there that, mm -hmm. you know, have a difficulty um, being adopted. Your friends, your family, your chosen family, you know, they're your people. They're your family. And the world is your family. We're all connected. There really is no separation between any of us. Like we're all, you know, so I know it could be difficult. I know you could feel lonely. I know you could feel angry. I know you could feel like, why me? But don't look at anything, no matter what it is, as, you know, why is this happening to me? Look at it as, what is this teaching me? You know, why have I been given this story? What can I do with the story? How can I share my story to help others? Exactly. Don't, you know, victimize yourself and empower yourself. I really like the part when you said that it really takes a special person to like adopt you and to be your parent. Uh, personally, my mom, she's a, she has a foster home. Well, my parents mm -hmm. and uh, um, for kids with mental disabilities. And one of them, um, basically my mom, uh, well, I say my mom, but my parents adopted him. So, you know, it's like, he's part of the family. Like we, I go visit my mom all the time and he's there. He knows who we are. He, now he's uh, eight years old, but he's been to our to my parents' house since uh, he's three. So we're all he knows, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, he's, he's like he's my little brother. Yeah. So I get what you mean, and it really like warmed my heart because I was like, yeah, you're right. It's true. Yeah. Not everybody has the heart to just be like, you know what? I'm gonna go adopt a kid that somebody else mm -hmm. gives birth to. Like, <laughs> no, it's true. That's like a very special thing to do where did you get adopted where did I get adopted yes um I got adopted through an agency called JAFCO okay. it stands for Jewish Adoption and Foster Care Options um they're not just a Jewish organization obviously that would be very unfair to the rest of the nations and nationalities yeah um they they're a very special group of people that are very close to my heart and they really they really take care of a lot of people and I'm so grateful to them for finding me a home, you know, yeah. and yeah. finding me such special people to, to be my parents. And yeah. Did this journey, is this journey the reason why you're into spirituality today? I know that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, imagine if, like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine my life without spirituality, without any type of connection to a higher power, especially because I'm adopted. I think that that gave me, like, always reassurance. It always gave me somewhere to go to, someone to talk to, you know, when there was no one that understood how I was feeling, because it can be very lonely. You know, not everybody's, I think I was like the only, I'm one of the like only 
adopted people I know. Like I meet people now that are adopted and it's like, oh, it makes sense now, you know? But before I was like the only person and there's certain things that you feel, you can feel disconnected and stuff when you're younger that, you know, you kind of just, it's either you're going to numb the pain or you're going to express it some way. So I really, you know, I turn to prayer a lot. I turn to, you know, self reflection and introspection a lot. So definitely, you work on yourself. I work on myself a lot. And I think that ever since I was maybe four or before that, I've always had a very special connection with the divine. And I just always knew that there was, you know, there's everything happens for a reason. That's just, that's my favorite saying. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. When you realize it, you're like, mind blown. (laughs) Like you realize you're like, yeah, yeah, there's things I mean, like think about it. If that wouldn't have happened, if yesterday I wouldn't have, you know, eaten pasta for lunch, we wouldn't be here today. Like if one thing would have been different, if I would have gotten into a different Uber or on a different plane, who knows where I would be right now? Yeah. Like everything leaning up to this moment had to happen to be here. Right. That is so true. But also we don't always see it that way because we can be so stuck in our own little problem and like everything is going wrong and everything is just not working as we would like to. We forget that at some point we all are going to get like that challenge is just a, an obstacle to get to the end point, like to get better, to become happier. Mm-hmm. It's the universe telling you, uh, that's my opinion, the universe just redirecting you and in order to be redirected you need to go through all those challenges and obstacles and questioning Mm -hmm. when you think oh why is this happening to me that's when everything happens for a reason comes in yeah yeah definitely definitely you know for us well for people that are not adapted when we meet someone that is adopted, is there anything that you would like to share? Like things that we should not say, should not ask, should not, because sometimes there's like this line that we don't necessarily see and we don't know how to, in my case, for example, when I, there is a friend, I have a friend, he's been adopted, but he has no interest in his biological family. Like there never was, he just said it like, I'm adopted. But then what does, how am I supposed to react? Is there like, should I be nicer to him? Should I just, like, I just, okay, like I put it in a place in my brain. I was like, okay, that's a fact, but he never mentioned it again. Is Are there things that we should not do or say? Well, I think the first thing is to not, you know, judge anybody by what they look like what they've been through, their story, because at the end of the day, we're all recreating ourselves in every moment. And Mm -hmm. we are not our body. We are not, yes, it's part of us, but we are so much more. Mm -hmm. So when somebody tells you they're adopted or somebody, somebody tells you they're a foster child or somebody tells you, oh, I got into a car accident last year. Like, don't feel bad for them because first of all, it's only going to make them feel worse. (laughs) Because it makes them feel like ashamed or makes them feel bad that now you feel bad. And second of all, it's the same as if I wasn't adopted. Like it's, there's not really like 
you shouldn't look at somebody differently because of their background. I feel mm-hmm. like we are so much more than our past, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. Other than that, you know, I wouldn't say be nicer to them or treat them specially. Like, yeah. oh, what makes you special is your heart. Just because you're adopted or you were homeless or whatever, it doesn't mean that you deserve special treatment, you know? I remember um, when I was in grade two, I had uh, this best friend. She was uh, adopted from China. Mm-hmm. And at first, I remember I remember asking her, like, oh, why you and your parents are different? But, like, with the years, I just never really saw the difference because it was her parents and she was their daughter. I remember mm-hmm. one time I asked her, because, you know, like, those movies came out and those kids um, going uh, to a trip to find uh, find out their biological parents. So I remember asking her, oh, did you ever thought about, like... Um, finding your biological parents and she's like oh no like I'm not really interested I remember asking her that and Mm -hmm. her mom heard me and her mom hated me after that like I was not allowed to come to their place she she but she knew the the daughter my my friend at the time she knew she was adopted um I believe her parents had to talk with her but that one time I asked that question the mom not for her it was like Renee I don't like you anymore I was not allowed (laughs) to go to her place it's like and I felt so bad with the years you know when I thought about it and why she was she didn't like me and I remember that time and she was looking at me like what the hell are you asking my daughter (laughs) oh my god but yeah that I felt bad mostly for the mom because maybe she had that feeling that I was um doubting her Mm-hmm. But it was just like, you know, all those movies you watch and, you know, they have like a happy ending with their biological family. So I was like, oh, would you, you know, be interested? So it's one, I guess maybe that's one of the things like you were saying, mm-hmm. like of the questions not, not to ask, but anyways. <laughs> but also she was young, no? Yeah, she was young, but I felt so bad like years later because I understood why the mom didn't like me. Mm-hmm. and like I was like oh man I didn't mean it that way you know I was a kid anyway yeah, of course I mean when you're a kid you don't you don't know exactly yeah, you're just so blunt you ask everything and anything yeah you don't have a filter that's what's beautiful I think we should all always remember that we're children like we're never we never grow up like growing up is is like a an illusion a thing. yeah like there we're you go. children forever we're here to enjoy an adventure and learn new things and play and have fun you know Mm -hmm. and treat each other like children treat each other um but I I get why the mom maybe was a little bit upset maybe because I feel like you know maybe some parents they want to do that you know on their own they want to talk to their children on their own and they they want to make sure that they say the right things and say the right things and that they know that that's their kid like you know my mom always tells me she she always tells me she's like you know you're my daughter right like like you're mine like you know (laughs) so yeah I'm like yeah I know mom I didn't forget trust me (laughs) um but yeah it's just I don't know everybody's different everybody has a different experience with it it's not the same for anybody whether you're adopted whether you're not adopted it's everybody's different there's no perfect family there's no perfect way to raise a child I don't even have kids yet but I know that like 
as much as I think like, oh, I learned so much from how I can be a better parent for my kid or how I can do things differently. Like there's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be things that you need to learn from and grow from. There's no such thing as perfection. There's always a next level to reach. Yeah. And as people that don't have kids, we always like just see from the outside. We don't know what's happening between closed doors. We don't know like their struggles. Mm -hmm. Like for you, you saw it as a daughter, but for your parents, how they must have like, okay, tomorrow is the day we're going to talk or tomorrow, like, how is she going to take it? You know, there are like so many doubts in that head that like, we don't know. We, like you said, you can't speak for them. We don't know what's going on in their head and their, like what they expect like from you as a reaction uh you like you reacted well but you could have like i don't know like made a tantrum thrown yeah, a tantrum a yeah and just be like what no like it's mm -hmm. you're young you were young too so like they had no idea how you could have reacted you know yeah i think another important point to make is that i think that as like as a society we're very programmed to be in our heads a lot. I mean, our brain is so powerful. I can tap into that, definitely. But I mean, our, our brain is so powerful and we're really programmed to not, you know, pay attention to ourselves, to not focus within on how we feel and what's going on inside of us. We're focused on, you know, what other people are thinking and what's going on outside. So we get stuck in the mind, which where we really should be is in the body. We should be grounded. We should be, you know, aware of how we're feeling and connected with what's really here in the present moment, you yeah. know, because that's all that matters. So, I mean, it's something that everybody has experienced, I'm sure. It's like overthinking, getting stuck in your mind, you know, and that's just something to observe, like be aware of and then get back into your body, have a dance party. I don't know, do something that's going to ground you into the present moment, because when we're in our heads a lot thinking about who knows what it's just wasted time like stressing like overthinking things that are oh, unnecessary no, yes. yeah so do we want to ask our last question of course <laughs> of course so um our last question is when do you think you went from girl to a woman Oof. Oh my goodness. That is such If a If you ever question. went through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went from girl to woman when I realized that, that I am all I need. You know? Mm -hmm. I realized that I don't need anybody else to accept me or love me. You know? Yes, I want that. <laughs> We all want that. But there's no better love or better care or better attention that anybody can ever give you than what you can give yourself. So, I mean, I, I have a whole story, you know, in in that. But I, I realized my power and I realized that nothing outside of me can really fix me or complete me because mm -hmm. I'm actually already complete and I'm whole and I'm not broken. I'm a human being and we all have experiences that are for our best and we just have to really be able to face them accept them and learn from it oh that's so beautiful thank you yes you you have a way to say things that it's just so beautiful it's like music to my ears yes <laughs> yes <laughs> you have a vibrant energy 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored and grateful that I could share my story today and bring some light and awareness to adoption and how it's so much more than just a label or a situation mm-hmm. or a story, you know? Yeah. So before we go, do you want to plug in your podcast, your social media, you? I would love to. So my name is Molly Simon. My podcast channel is We Here Now. Um, it's H-E-A-R. We Here Now is my podcast channel. And I mean, my Instagram right now is mystic.molly. But I'm not sure how much longer my username will be okay. <laughs> that because I'm always changing and rebranding and I'm actually going through a rebranding process right now. But you can look up Molly Simon and you'll be able to find me there. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time and telling us your beautiful story. Yes. Thank you so much, ladies. What an honor. Have and a if you have heart. another story, you can, al- you can always come back. Definitely. Yeah, we love your energy. <laughs> we want you back. <laughs> we love your energy. So as soon as I get to travel again, I'll hit you up and maybe we can meet each other. <laughs> I would love that. I would yes. so so love that. Great. So thank you so much, Molly. so zen her aura was beautiful really yeah you know i i told you like i i could i i saw like pink yeah light around her she had a pink aura don't ask me what it means i'm still trying to figure out myself (laughs) but it was very heartwarming and she chose the right words and she had a way to say things that were very clear and like you said zen yeah and she spoke so nicely that you could feel the light around her. That's how I felt, like on on a on a cloud. On a cloud, I would say on a plane, but I always feel like on a plane. But <laughs> on a cloud, you know, just like it was just so nice to talk to her. You know what? She's. I know why. Um, not I know why, but she spoke with her heart. That's it. Yeah. That, there you go. That's why and she's we so felt happy. Good. She feels the blessings in her. Yes. Like you, when she talks and she says, "I'm so blessed and grateful," you mm-hmm. can see that it comes actually from yeah. within, and it's not something like we all say, like, "Oh, I'm so grateful for that." You know? Yeah, exactly. Like she feels the blessing. That. She yeah. feels the gratefulness, and we should feel like this more often. And she said she had like a um, a break. A breakthrough, mm-hmm. yo. Um, let me do this. A breakthrough. Mm-hmm. There you go. And um, I feel like when you have those like eyes opening <laughs> experience, it's a uh, you have a way of feeling things that it's more real. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, it's just more real, and it's like like you said, we always say, "Oh, I'm grateful for this," but she was like. I am blessed and I am grateful. Like, yeah. really, it really Like, she meant it. She meant it. There you go. Exactly. I was trying to find She meant it. And I really like that. That's why I, wanted, I invited her for next time. I was we like, will. I need you again. Like, yes. I need to feel this peacefulness in my life. Yeah. Even yeah. though she was miles away from us, mm-hmm. uh, we felt it, guys. So, we hope you guys felt it, too, during the interview. Yeah. Her she, great energy. She was just very... Damn, Maria, you're blushing. 
Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah. She made interesting points. Mm-hmm. Things that we wouldn't know. Yeah. As because we were not adopted. We yeah. don't see that life. We don't hear about it. We don't know many people. And it, it was really great to talk to her. And you know a thing is that she told us a beautiful story, but you know, we have to keep in mind not everyone has mm-hmm. a nice story like this. But she gave us like, you know, key key if I could say key points mm-hmm. of adoption and a little bit of how it works and how she felt, how her parents felt, and um how how she went through uh learning it mm-hmm. and the different phases of her life. So I think it's really great that we got to see that perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so young. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm not the youngest anymore. <laughs> no, but when she said it, I was like, I, I felt jealous. I was like, she is so happy and I'm here struggling yeah. still, you know? Yes. It's crazy how you, when you want to, mm-hmm. when you want to, like she said, when you want to ground yourself and find yourself, mm-hmm. you can. Like, it doesn't matter what age you yeah, are. Yeah, she had that peace of mind. Yeah, exactly. And she's so young. Yo, Mario, we need to work on our peace of mind, bro. Yes. Yes, we do. I need therapy. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i think everyone needs therapy basically we all do yeah okay so okay. do we have anything to talk about well definitely we need to tell people to go send us emails of at course girls to woman podcast at gmail.com thank you <laughs> what's our instagram name? well our instagram is girls to one podcast the twitter oh shit girls <laughs> underscore girls underscore to woman Yes, and uh, Facebook. Facebook, it's uh, Girls to One Podcast. And our website. Oh, website. It's Girls to Women Podcast. Dot com. Dot com. Yes, guys. <laughs> That's the real test every time we have to put in our plugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you'll find in the show notes all the information to reach out to Molly and to listen to her podcast. So thank you very much for listening and have yourself a good day. And a nice week. Bye. Bye.